Hi, my name is Lucia Bühler. I'm from Switzerland and I run for Innovate. And welcome to Training for Ultra podcast. If we could just free ourselves of our perceived limitations and tap into our internal fire, the possibilities are endless. I'll tell you about it when it happened in the race, but to be honest with you, it happened even before the race. It happened in the training. A great cause. Oh, thank you. I respect that, man. So you keep doing what you do, it, man. Keep inspiring. For all you kids out there, stay safe and stay strong. Hey everyone, it's the Training for Ultra podcast. Scott Jurek here. I was physically totally wrecked. I, I had nothing left. I figured I might as well move as quickly as possible towards the finish line if I was going to be moving towards it anyways. How do you even do that? I decided if I could, you know, finish a 50 miler, I could probably run across the country. 100 miles is not that far. Welcome to episode 207 of the Training for Ultra podcast. My name's Rob. I also go by Training for Ultra. We have a great episode. I mean, talk about an amazing athlete. She's not only taken a top five last year at UTMB, she just followed that up with a top five at Western States. She has a really unique perspective. She's based out of Switzerland and we go deep. We also just talk some training, talk about some of her races and her race background. So think you'll really enjoy this episode. Big shout out to you Patreon supporters. If you're not already a Patreon supporter, consider it for as little as a dollar a day. I'm, I'm kidding. Dollar a month. Um, <laughs> dollar a day, I'd be really happy too. But um, <laughs> you guys behind the scenes, make it all work. So I really appreciate you. I appreciate the podcast sponsors, Exoskin, Tannery Outdoors, and the John Wayne Cancer Foundation, their Grit Series. Check out the show notes for a link along with a, a possible coupon code there. So really appreciate them. Enjoy this episode. It's really fun. Thank you for joining me. Congrats on an unbelievable Western States 100. Um, Thank you. It was so cool to see you in person. I think we might've met at the award ceremony. I can't remember. It was all kind of a jumble. I think we did. And, um, <laughs> I mean, how's recovery going? You just you just ran a quick race. You ran an eighteen oh eight at Western States. How are, you, how are you recovering? How are you feeling? Yeah, at the moment, much better. After the race, it was horrible. I felt like shit, really. Um, it was so tough. But now uh, I'm back in Switzerland. I had my first days. At the office, so I enjoy some easy rides on my bicycle to work and back work. And uh, yeah, I believe it it goes on my recovery. I feel pretty good now. So, <laughs> does uh, in what what line of work are you in? What what do you um, where are you riding to? This is interesting. And um, so I work as a social worker, and I ride not that much. That was. Uh, 30 minutes away uh, in the morning and maybe 30 minutes in the evening. So pretty easy. <laughs> People are looking at you like, who's that? Who's that lady like swerving all over the road? They have no idea. <laughs> you just took fourth at Western States. Um, <laughs> and so you've you piqued my interest back uh, last year. And I'm that's why I'm truly thankful that 
we could touch base. Um, but we, we, we both have, uh, used a ton of hammer nutrition products, which I think is cool. Cause it's a global, uh, company and they do have a bunch in Switzerland. So, you know, I, I've been keeping an eye on you and, and just your race went amazing and I'm, I'm thankful to have you on, but you did something pretty rare here doing fifth place at UTMB last year and then being able to, to come over and that's basically the Olympics of ultra running and, and converting that to Western States. And I got to hear more about similarities and differences in your training. And I know you've, you've run Western States in the past, but this is a whole different level. Like you're, you're top five uh, at, at both events. It's almost unheard of. Yeah, it was. Um, it was a long way, I believe. So, I joined running since uh, since many years, but not at this level. Um, maybe before four five years ago, I had the first time a training plan and um, got more in these competition things. Now I work without a trainer since two years or three years, but um, my trainer was Ellie Greenwood. So, nice. you know, you know her, she's uh, one of the best runner of a decade. Um, and I learned really much from her. So, uh, I, yeah, I run a lot the last few years and, Always when you run a lot, you come, you become better. Before this, I too many years of sports, like uh, the normal stuff in Switzerland, like skiing, snowboarding, running, bicycle, and all this stuff. So every day I am um, out and do something, uh, something fun. But now, yeah, I work more on my running stuff and mm-hmm. do more the workouts, uh, workouts I need and uh, yeah, be sure more on my feet than maybe on the bike or other stuff. And I believe that was the reason I become better uh, now and uh, I always, always want to go back to Western States. I was the 2016, that was my first 100 miler. That was <laughs> one of the one of the biggest thing in my life, I believe. I cried a lot on the way and I had so much pain. And after this, uh, yeah, I tried again, a golden ticket race. I get one, a Georgia death race, uh, 2019. And had 2019, my second Western States, I became 11. I had not the best day, uh, the best race day there. So I was, always I, I know. Was, I think I was there at that race, and I DNF'd. You won it. Ah, uh, really? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember. Oh, okay. It was hard, I believe. I I didn't remember really good. Did you go off course that that day? Was that uh, the day where the turn was kind of mismarked and like? Ah, yes, yes, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I we, that. we all the first five, I believe. We all get wrong the wrong way. That's why you need to slow down and be in the middle of the pack. We never get lost. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's much better. That's true. Yeah, but uh, I got the penalty and one hour or two hour penalty. No, and one hour penalty there, me and uh, the other, the other, they go wrong. So, but we was, uh, we was lucky because we were so fast that one hour penalty 
didn't uh, have anything on my golden ticket. Wow. Yeah, so, so that, that was a really good race. We have a really fun out there. I think the listener should look at her ultra sign-up, and I'm sure um, because a lot of European runners, like only 10% of their races show up on that. But your progression from June 2016, Western States, 27 hours and three minutes. So yes. you have a, a different colored buckle. And, yeah. <laughs> and and you work and work and work and keep progressing. Your JFK in 17, you took fifth. So there must have been some speed work. Was- Wasatch 100, you won in 17. So something's going on here. Like this is, again, this oddity that you'd never see. Wasatch yeah. 100 winner, but then you can follow it up a few months later with like a fast uh, JFK, which a 720 is crazy. Yes. Um, yes. What is, what is the key to this? How are you doing this? And I I'll go, I'll jump back to 19, but I'm just curious how you're able to go from steep mountain climbs to then speedy races and excel at both because most runners I don't care who they are. Most runners can, 99% of runners can do well at one or the other, but the combination of both is very rare. Yeah, I believe I have a good hometown because I can do both. I I can do flat running and I can do, after I go uh, out, I have a 1,700 meter climb. So uh, uh, that's in feet, weight. Yeah, that's around 6,000 feet yeah. in a row. I can do both at my home. So that's pretty easy for me to train that. But for sure, it's many hours. The last couple of years, I spent so many hours on my feet, on my foot. So it's it's a lot. It's just work and training and maybe some little socializing. So, yeah, that's maybe why. I'm going to ask you just the outlier question. You, you have a tattoo. You have a tattoo, or two. Uh, that actually just sounds. That sounds so awkward. Maybe it's you me. have quite a few tattoos. Is there? A, do you have a innate like ability to withstand pain? Because that's a lot of tattoos, and I I would be I'd be crying for first few. Like some of those areas that you're like around the bone has to be painful. Are you able to withstand pain better than most people? I don't believe that. I hate pain. <laughs> I tried. I tried. Yeah. I'm trying to figure this out. So it's just your training. You're you're yes, able I, to yeah. to do a lot of time on your feet and you yes. put in the speed work and you put in the climbing. It's as simple as that. Yes, and for sure the mental aspect. I believe my brain or my mental aspect is at the good point. Tell me yeah. more about that. Oh, it's difficult. Uh, I always learn since I'm a child, uh, if you work hard, you can do a lot. And um, yeah, I I had a, what's the name in English? I, my my brain is really something, uh, stupidness. Stupidness? Is this right? Uh, or, did you say astute? Uh, or sternness. What's strong, the name? strong. 
Uh, yeah, it's strong. It's like strong, yes. Okay. It's, it's, so I can keep going uh, maybe a much harder or much longer than maybe other other persons. Interesting. And I mean, has that just always been with you? Yes, I believe that. Okay, we're we're starting to crack the code here a little bit, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, because you're you're a truly amazing athlete, and so you got you got the golden ticket at Georgia Death Race. You show up to Western States. Sounds like the you know one of your favorite races. And yes. This is nineteen, and you end up getting 11th place. Tell me, tell me more about that. I, I was actually, I was there that year. That was pretty, pretty hot year. How, how did you handle coming in 11th place? Were you ecstatic or just like shell shocked because you were so close to coming back the following year? And tell me more about that. Um, no, maybe after the golden ticket and, that was really the George Death race was really a good one, a good race for me. Really, I was fast, I was, I was strong, and I go to Western States 2019. In hopefully, I get top ten. Uh, I was ready for that, and uh, yeah, then I had a really bad day. I had some issues and stomach issues and all this stuff. I couldn't eat and. Um, yeah, I was a little bit disappointed because, um, yeah, I get not to the finish so fast that I can or that I wanted to go. So, uh, yeah, 11th was good, but I always know that I can race this race faster than this. And so that was the reason I want to go back last year. But yeah, last year with the COVID situation, uh, and the travel from Switzerland to the U.S. Uh, was really difficult. So I decide, decide for me, I get a rollover to this year. And you ran, so you took 11th, you took, you ran it in 20 hours and 20, yeah, 20, 20, yeah, 23, yeah. right. Yes. I mean, you just shaved two hours off your time. And it's not like 2023 is, you know, a, a slow time. It sounds like you're having issues, but you took more than two hours off uh, yes. an elite time, which is just mind blowing. And it also speaks of the hundred mile distance. But yeah. what what do you think um, was the root cause of that? Was it your UTMB training and all that climbing? Was it cardiovascularly? Was it mental? What what led you to um, having such a, a wonderful day last weekend? I believe I believe it was uh, a mix of uh, of climbings. So sure, I climbed a lot last year. I did a lot of training last year, less racing. So I was fit enough. Uh, without any injury, so um, I believe this one. Then the next, for sure, is uh, this year I had no pressure. Last year with the go uh, 2019 with the golden ticket, I had a little bit of pressure uh, with this because yeah, you go 
in the race and you had a golden ticket, other people looking at you. And this year I don't have this. So I just go and have fun out there as long as possible. And I want to race this race two hours faster than 2019. So that was my only was thing in goal? my mind. Was that your goal? Yes, that was my goal. So you two hours faster. It. <laughs> yeah, that's <wild. laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was really my main goal. Not not the place. Nothing about this. Just I want to race this race two hours faster than 2019. Yeah. So. And I'm kind of progressing chronologically here. Your your UTMB, you took fifth. Um, it's just spectacular. I, I don't think most American runners can can really comprehend, you know, the the full extent to that of of that. I mean, we've seen Courtney out there, obviously, but tell me more about that day. I mean, I think it's just slightly more than a day, but. <laughs> tell, tell me about that race. I mean, I don't, I don't think I've heard it shared many places. Um, how how your day went and how you got fifth at UTMB. Yeah, I believe the day was at the beginning really good. Till Gomayeur, I raced good, not too hard, but uh, uh, just staying with the front ladies. And after Gomayeur, I get a little bit in trouble with, um, yeah, with tired mind, tired legs. So it took me a little bit more time uh, till Trient, the Swiss, till Switzerland from Italy, uh, than I hoped for. So um, there I missed some some hours, maybe. <laughs> that drop, <laughs> that, that drop down is so beautiful. And is, yeah. like the slope is perfect for yeah, just yeah. cruising. Did, were you having to walk? Like, were you having a rough go at it? Yes, yes, that was a little rough. So after, but after three end, my my uh, strongness come back, came back because I know. Okay, now it's too too big climbs. I have to go on, and I try to hold on. And um, always they said, yeah, there are. Two ladies in my front, they're all tired as well. And then, yeah, sure, you have to try <laughs> to catch them. But, uh, yeah, it, it was then the fifth place. But I was really glad with them. I had a super good time also with my crew. So it was really fun. I believe you did UTMP uh, too, or not? C CCC. Yeah. yeah, you did CCC. Yeah. Yeah, so you know the last part, the last climbs are, yeah, they are the hell. Uh, intense. <laughs> yes. They're so intense. Yes, and I only did 100k, so your legs yeah. were feeling it even worse. But it doesn't matter. The last climb till um, Fleuger, Fleuger, it's so hard. You look up and you're like, are those headlamps or those stars? Like that's the, that's how just steep, straight up it is. You can't tell if it's stars up there. It's just wild. Yeah. Yeah, and rough. You have uh, some technical section as well. And uh, yeah, yes, you have yeah. to look, you have to concentrate. You have a lot of concentration there out there. So it's better when you are not too tired. <laughs> how how do you focus after pushing yourself kind of at the brink there? You're just full-blown exhausted doing what I think is the hardest 100-miler in the world at yeah. an elite level. How are you staying focused so you don't clip your toe at the end? Um, yeah, how are you keeping only, yourself interested? 
Yeah, I, tr I try mostly that I'm just in the moment. Don't look too much forward or too much to others. So just stay in the moment. Try what you can do in this moment and not in five minutes or in 10 minutes. So what you can do in this moment, I want to control that and I want to do that in this moment what I can. And after this, I believe that's the best when because you don't know how... Uh, far away the others are or you don't know how tired they are so just control what you can control I, I believe that's the best thing that's beautiful I totally agree yeah, yeah. Um, do you do you meditate do you go into flow while you're out there are you listening to music and um, sometimes I listen to music but not that much mostly when I have uh, not the best time I try to listen to some music to get a better time out there and I meditate at home but but not in a race in a race sometimes I get uh, some yeah when I'm tired then I have in my mind maybe next to me run another person or maybe you know Emma Coburn Mm -hmm. uh, the steeple lady. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I believe she's a really, really good uh, athlete. And sometimes I, I tough of her that she run with me when I had a hard time. So that's much better. <laughs> Interesting. And yeah. So this is, I'm just going to go off track. Warning. <laughs> what, what, what kind of music do you actually listen to? Like if you're, Riding your bike, I don't know, like at home hanging out. Um, different, something punk, something uh, sometimes uh, with rock music, but I like also hip hop or rap sometimes. Yeah, it's it's really different. What language do you listen to it in? Yeah, mostly English. Okay. <laughs> sometimes, yeah, we have some Swiss music. But that's not the best one. And <laughs> <laughs> I was I was hanging out with a group um, from Montreal, and they listened to music in French. Ah, um, yeah, because they speak French. Yeah, also. it was it wasn't bad. I kind of enjoyed it. It changed it up a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah, we have we have some French music, some hip hop or rap French music. They are yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah, but but not the Edith Piaf chansons or so more <laughs> more, more rap. More like this, yeah. Okay. Well, I feel a little bit better if you're like, I'm the biggest Justin Bieber fan in the world. Just, <laughs> you got too many tattoos for that, but I don't know. Like, I respect that, I guess. Um. <laughs> no, mostly I, I grew up with punk music. So, cool. Yeah. Same here, actually. Ah, nice. Yeah. Good. Old hockey player. Getting ready for games. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of that stuff. Um, <laughs> And in terms of food, do you have any special diet? Um, I did see a cool picture of you with the biggest pint of beer I've ever seen in my whole life. It was yeah, the a... biggest glass. Like, I didn't know they made that. Um, tell me more about this. Yeah, that's always after a race. I always had beer. This one was really huge. I believe that was 10 liters or something. It was a huge beer. But uh, after a race, I always have beer uh, and a pizza if it's if yes. it's the one there. Uh, and before a race, no, not a special. I'm vegetarian, yes, uh, 
about the whole time, not because I'm racing or something. I don't eat meat, I don't eat fish because, yeah, of economy and, um, uh, yeah, of the animals. Mm -hmm. That's, that's uh, good to know. I, I'll, I would say every other ultra runner is either on like a high fat diet or on a vegan vegetarian diet. So yeah, um, that's interesting. And for the listeners background, 10 liters is 2.6 gallons. <laughs> so yeah, but that was, I share it. I share the beer with other people. <laughs> okay. Okay. I was like, yeah. you finish that because that is the most like, like regardless of how you did in the race, just seeing that would have been worth worth a whole trip in film. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what what else makes you unique? I I want to I want the listener to learn more about you the person, and then we're talking. We'll talk about that average race you had at Western States, but mm -hmm. um, oh, what, what other like cool facets are there um, about either you as a person, you growing up? Where you live, all that good stuff. Oh, that's difficult. Uh, yeah, I'm. An, I would say I'm a normal person. Do my work, uh, have a study, and uh, yeah, I I like to be outside, outdoor. I like to be at the mountains or in the mountains. That's why I live here uh really directly in the mountains so i feel that's my that's my kind of meditation maybe i can go out alone and there is there is no people go out for hours and maybe that's the one of the best day if you go out and don't meet any other persons maybe just the animals the ibex or other animals and it's nice to share all of this with one or two other people for sure, but uh, I like to be alone. What, uh, what is it about nature that you like relate to so much or calms you so much? Uh, it gives a lot. You are, we are so, so close to this nature, but uh, we don't really yeah we treat it we treat it we 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 drive with cars we do a lot of shit of this planet and of this earth we buy clothings that we don't need and all this kind and um, we get a lot of trash and do recycle but yeah it's just a just a small point in this world and when you go out in the mountains you are so small you are like a little animal in the huge world and if there the, the weather is not so good maybe with uh, lightning and thunder you you know the, the mountains are the king of the of this of this world and not the human and i like to be there in a place you get so close to to this it, that's beautiful i mean so it humbles you and yeah. gives you a kind of a universal perspective on life and in, in the world. Is that fair? Yes. Yes. Interesting. That's, yeah. Yeah. You know, now at the moment we got a lot of problems. We have war. We have 
yeah, with this COVID stuff, we had so many problems, but we don't speak with uh, other people. We don't share the things we love. We just destroy. And um, that's the reason sometimes I have to go Go, go some hours uh, out and be there and try to don't, don't come back too early. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. I mean, I, yeah. I think I've, I've said before, like, when you're out there, everything makes sense. Where Yes. Um, there, there's few places it makes sense these days. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that's true. Um, so tell me about Western States. Um, it sounds like you came in there with this two hour improvement goal. How did you come up with that as, as the mark? Was it to put yourself in contention for a win or was it, you know, you, you broke out your, your 11th place and thought, you know, X, Y, and Z add up to two hours of improvement. Yeah, it was, um, Sure, I'm honest. Always, if you win a race, it's it's phenomenal. It's really good. But I never go into a race that I could uh, that I could win uh, get, that I could win or not. I go into a race to to be there as and go the way as hard as possible for me. So I try to hold on and try to not going too much comfortable so i always run a little bit out of my zone uh, maybe the first 50k i was a little bit slower because i felt so tired i had maybe a little bit jet lag from from the travel and after the 50k i felt much better so um i try to run much more even the hotter section and yeah with all the ice that helps a lot if you cool down really good with ice sleeves and the bandana and the backpack and the head with ice it helps so much you can run a lot of the hot section as well so i try really not run too comfortable and yeah that that works really good for me how um, how do you measure comfort is it like your perceived effort is it looking at your watch and calculating no, the actual time is it's it it's my personal effort when your I stomach never when your stomach starts feeling a little <laughs> queasy like. no i believe that's really my personal effort i uh, i never in, Never in training, never in competition. I never look at my watch, never looked at my uh, cardio stuff. I just run with my feeling. And if I feel uh, too good, then I know, okay, I, I don't run that hard. You're just out there for Strava crowns. Come on. No, yeah, sure. <laughs> always, always. <laughs> um, when I saw you come into Michigan Bluff, you look good. You, actually, you know what? Every time I saw you, you looked under control. Like maybe I just didn't see you enough. But I mean, were were there any parts of the race where things came undone? Uh, yeah, true. I was really under control till a little bit after Forest Hill, and after Forest Hill, I struggled a little bit to Rocky Chucky because this section was much hotter than I expect. It was hot. Um, it was really yeah, hot. It, it, I wasn't running. 
it was really crazy hot. And uh, yeah, I ran with a little bit with Marianne Hogan. So she was first behind me. And then uh, she had a pacer and, and I ran without a pacer. So then she followed me. And at the first Cal 1 uh, aid station, mm -hmm. I get my eyes on the sleeves and everything. And she passed me and she ran really, really fast. And yeah, then I had in my head, okay, now I have to go with her and we both <laughs> we both running really like hell at uh, really like hell at this section and were you going back and forth kind of leapfrogging each other yes a bit? yes yes it was fourth fourth and fifth fourth and fifth and fifth and fourth and it, it, it was a crazy race between her and me <laughs> but yeah it was fun also but it did destroyed me at so rocky chucky at rocky chucky i had a, at a really uh, a bad bad time there i need to stop there a little bit okay yeah i i think i remember hearing something about that um were you guys chasing down emily howgood i'm trying to recall exactly what's playing out here i mean were you going for just that one position is that all you're thinking mentally is i just need to pass this one person or, or kind of what's going through your mind as you're leapfrogging at the super bowl and i'm probably not even allowed to say that word of ultra running um tell me more about that no i i don't believe that was uh because of the of the of the position it was more uh, between Marianne and me, from from my side, I don't know from her side. From my side, was it more like we push it at uh, each other? We push it really hard, and we want to go as fast as possible together to Rocky Chucky to hold on to the front girls. I so believe you that were was, working together. Yeah, it was okay, maybe more. It. A, sure, we we run against, but but I from my side, it was more. We run together, we push it each other. How was crossing Rocky Chucky? Oh, that was beautiful. 40 people <laughs> taking your photo every second. Oh, that was the best. I had a little bit hip pain, and I, uh, yeah, because it was so hot, I was there, and uh, the cold water was so good. And I, yeah, I take my time there a little bit that I really call, uh, cool off and. It was it was amazing the cold water. It was so good. So I was gonna go down there and film, got a little lost, and I got lucky because Green Gate was where the action was. Uh, within two minutes of when I got down there, Emily Howgood, her crew, she she hikes off. She looked a little tired, but still yeah. under control. Within two minutes, uh, Marianne Hogan comes through. She she actually was smiling and in good spirits. And then I want to say two minutes later, you come through. Yeah. I don't know the exact <laughs> timing of this, but we're talking third, fourth and fifth place at a giant race all within like two minutes of each other. And you're all chasing down second, which isn't maybe, maybe 10 minutes ahead of you. And, um, McDonald, who knows if, if she has a, a rough, you know, yeah, a rough little tiny segment there. All of a sudden, like it's super close. Um, 
So what was going through your head at, at Green Gate, other than the fact that it's not a Green Gate anymore? It's- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, at Green Gate, yeah, from Rocky Tucky to Green Gate, I I walked I walked a lot. So I wa- I know 2019 I run a lot, at, but at this time I was a little bit more destroyed. So I walked a lot and. Um, at every aid station from Green Gate till Pointed Rock, they told me there are two ladies before you in five minutes, and always it was the same. So, okay. so you guys were all know, going the same speed, pretty much. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. exactly. And I know one of this uh, lady was Marian Hogan, but I didn't know that the second was Emily. Um, but it doesn't matter. So I tried to hold on and. Yeah, every time I passed, uh, um, a person was so, oh, no, shit, that was a man. <laughs> no, and then, yeah, I hold on to, to point the drug. And um, this time, I say before, I run without the pacer. So I have to uh, keep going and pushing myself. And it's always easier for sure, if you have somebody with you, they say, come on, let's go. Let's go a little bit faster. Oh, let's go a little bit. I don't know more or keep pushing or something. And I don't have this. I always have to say um, to this to myself. So maybe, um, maybe I lost a little bit because I don't have a pacer, but I don't believe that was that much. So um, did, you, did you just choose that? Or why, why yeah. did you not have a pacer? Yeah, I had, um, normally I had two paces, the same paces like 2019 and uh, at Wasatch. It's uh, two really beautiful people, but both get injured. So, uh, but they told me that at, at May. So uh, after May, I decide for me, okay, let's go to, let's do it. I can do it without the pacer. We European, you know, we have never paces, so <laughs> let's do it without. <laughs> I mean, that's interesting. Um, you're probably one of the, you're probably the only person or one of the only people to do a top five at both events without pacers, right? UTMB, you're not even allowed to have a pacer. Yes, yes, right. Um, there you have only a crew, so. Uh, but, but a crew is important too. The crew is, I believe, most important. What? Much more than a pacer. What? I'm still trying to figure out this mental toughness. Like, okay. Because it, it takes a lot after 90 miles to like kick yourself in the butt and keep moving. I yes. mean, what's driving you? Why, why do you want to do well at this race? Like, why is this important? Because, because I can do it. I know I can do it and I want to do it. I want, I want to do it. And it's so simple. I train for that. Uh, I'm tra- training a lot for that, and I can do it. So that's that. That was it. So you almost want you you want to prove to yourself that you can do what you think you can do. Yes, right. And I think that's human. Every human want to achieve uh, his or her goal. It doesn't matter. Is it at work, at sports, or at home, or family? I don't know. And if you want to achieve that, you want to go for that. What was it like when you hit the track and the realization that you 
you're in fifth um or fourth yeah fourth place right yeah um at you know the biggest u.s ultra marathon like arguably it could be comparable to a utmb in terms of media coverage and everything what's what's going through your head your fourth place you enter the track all the lights you've just been out in nature all day and now you're on a track how like what's going through your head there what are you thinking when you go through the finish line um i believe it was a little bit earlier than than the track um i i catching emily after robbie's point after the last section on the last 100 uh, on the last mile and i said to her come on emily keep pushing and trying to hold on with me but she was really tired so i i go on and maybe 100 or 200 meters after i my crew was there my two ladies was there and i said to both Come on, ladies, let's go! And then we run, we run really fast through the uh, through the roads to mm-hmm. the to the track, and I believe that was so. For me, that was the best part in the whole race. It was so good to sharing this with these two ladies, and uh, then I start to do. I start to think, okay. I'm two hours faster. I get my goal. I have it now and just finish this race. And then I'm looking for the beer. <laughs> <laughs> you, you and Marianne are, are going to be good friends eventually. I think like she, she had this beer called, what was it? Um, gosh, this is killing me. We literally, we had a cooler, like an iced beer ready to go. Uh, for the finish line, but then you have to pee for your, your tests and stuff. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so, right. <laughs> so, unfortunately, we didn't open uh, any beers at the finish line. But uh, you were all smiles. And you, again, looked under control. Even after crossing the finish line, um, you were actually kind of deeper and, and more profound with the q a at the finish line than i've ever heard that was part of the reason i wanted to chat because i was like wow like what did she just say like you're not supposed to be able to think right now (laughs) um yeah i mean and, and so looking back like what what is the biggest memory out of everything that transpired over your 1808 um out there is there one or two big memories that like will forever kind of be ingrained in in your mind there yeah i believe there are so many memories from this race uh it begins with the sunshine at the peak i share it alone but before me was rootcroft and and uh, Taylor, and so we speak just a short section. That's why we do these sports, because of sunrise at the top of the mountains and this beautiful uh, view to the lake that was amazing, really. And after this, yeah, I always, um, at some section, I share um, some rides with other people's ladies or uh, men's. 
And I stopped two times uh, at uh, other ladies. Once it was a Marian uh, Hogan. I passed her before Michigan Bluff and I asked her if she needs something because she had some back pain and she struggled a little bit. And then we talked about snow and mountain sports and skiing. That was really fun. And then the next time I stopped short for Katie Ethnoff. She had uh, some problems as well. And I asked her if I can help something. But uh, yeah, she, she was so, so nice and she said she don't need anything. <laughs> so I go on. But some really short sections like this, I, I run with it. That's, I believe, the best in the whole competition thing. Because when you go uh, out and you don't met anything or anybody, you, you cannot share these little things. It's and beautiful. That, that's, me that's memory for life. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, yeah. I mean, this is one of the most competitive races, yet even the absolute elite runners are all looking after each other and, and trying to help one another. I mean, that's beautiful. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, we are all sitting in the same boat. Sure, we wanna all, all want to go fast from A till B, but uh, we are all sitting at the same boat. I, I love your perspective. You have such a, a, a great kind of holistic perspective um, which I think might be the most fundamental attribute to to your racing is no matter what's happening in that moment, you can kind of contextualize if it's important and in having that perspective when things aren't going right gets you through them because you know it's just like a temporary thing. And I, yeah. I really I enjoy every uh, every aspect of your running. I, I got to ask you, what does your future hold? What what races? Um, and then I I mean, you also are quoted with saying your future is unwritten, which I love. Um, <laughs> tell me more about that too. Yeah, because every day is a new day. You stand up in the morning and you can do what you want to do. Sure, we got we need to work because we need the money we have to check our bills and something that's yeah everybody has to do that but every morning you have your choice you can stand up train before work or not you can stand up for family or for other things or not so every day is a new day it doesn't matter how was the last day if you be uh, feeling bad then for sure the next five minutes it's it's up to you to get it better so that's the future is unwritten. You can do what you want to do, but you have to work for that. And uh, in racing, yeah, sure, I want to go to hard rock. Oh, <laughs> but you do. Since, awesome. Yeah, but I hope, yeah, I, I uh, try it now, I don't know, four years, five years. So I don't know see, if you have the resume. Let's see when. You know? <laughs> <laughs> i don't know it's gonna be a tough go um <laughs> yeah yeah um i'm kidding of course and if you do it i i'm a, a car car ride away from hard rocks course i'll come have a beer with you and maybe film or whatever so keep oh posted. nice yeah, yeah. That's, good. that's good yeah um, sure and and so are you are you planning on doing a utmb race this year or are you done with um 
you know, the hundred mile ish difficult elite races for the year? Um, yeah, that's so, uh, I did in March, no, April, I did the 100 miles of Istria. That's, uh, yeah, how the name it said, it's 100 miles. And then now I did the 100 miles Western state. And yeah, at UTMB, it's a little bit uh, difficult or mixed feelings because uh, I have the same feeling for uh, UTMB like the Western State. I know I can race this race faster. And so <laughs> I'm a little bit in with mixed feelings. Should I do that again or not? Interesting. And I mean... Are you weighing, because you do have this this interesting perspective that is kind of rare these days, but are you looking longer term at your health and like weighing whether it's worth it to combine these two races so close together? Or is that not even a factor because your recovery is so quick? No, no, I for sure I'm 40. I'm recovering good, but not that fast with maybe 30 or 20 so i need my recovery and uh, i know 300 miles in one year is pretty much but last year i did only two races after utmb 2021 i didn't race till this year at april so i didn't race for training also, no short races like 50k or 50 miles or something. So this year, I had two races, two both 100 miles and maybe UTMB. We will see. Um, but after this, I race. I don't want to race the rest of the year and maybe next year in the summer again. But uh, not for sure, not more. What is what's your favorite distance? Because you're you're multifaceted like you can throw down at a 50k 50 miler jfk type race 100 miler you you're aware of these 200 milers too which is probably scary to everyone in the 200 mile world oh Um, yes (laughs) what like what what is your favorite distance is it a faster is it a more mountainous race and then Tell me more about like what distances you want to explore, FKTs, all that stuff. Uh, I believe the best distance is you go out early in the morning and came back uh, to dinner time. So back to pizza great, and beer at dinner time. That is a great answer. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Because um, yeah. it's all relative. I, yeah. I love it. Um, you 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 can go out in the mountains with a lot of worlds and climbing and stuff like this and you have maybe only a 50k or a 60k or whatever yeah uh, and the rolling section or rolling race you can do it 120k you got that answer correct <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was awesome <laughs> Like literally no one has ever said that. So I I love that. Um, And then, so what if you get to do that like multiple days in a row? Like, are you thinking you'll ever do a 200 or is that just kind of nonsense um, and and into like injury prone? Something like, I think UTMB has a, a, a super long race. I'm trying to recall what it's 
what it's called. Um, like, will you do any of, of those like super long European races that are 200 miles? Uh, I don't believe that uh, because so long races, yeah, you after this race, you can run for many, many weeks, maybe many, many months. And okay. the, I don't believe I want to do that. So uh, 100 miles for me for now is the for sure the longest distance I want to do that. Even uh, I know I could go uh, come with an injury. So I have to be careful to do uh, not that much 100 miles. And, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You're, you're doing these at such a, a fast elite level. Um, I personally agree. But um, so last. Yeah, we all run around, we all run around till we are old. All right. You want to be out till you are 80 or 90, not? Yeah. I, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I want to go out. I want to go skiing till I'm 80 or 100. I don't know how old I am then. But yeah, when you go too strong now, you you can do that anymore. And I don't I don't want to do that. Also, I, I don't like that. So I got two last questions here. Yeah. First, uh what what type of nutrition were you using? Like, were you eating real food, gels? Uh, like, what what were you doing? Liquid calories, and I'm kind of comparing your food intake for UTMB versus Western States. First UTMB and then Western States. Yeah, if you don't mind. Okay. Yeah. Okay, at UTMB because you never run that fast and you have a lot of climbing section i have gels and real food so i have a liquid gels and the real food um, real food like potatoes or rice and stuff like this and bread i like bread in a race but no no cheese or something and um, for faster race i had mostly the liquid stuff like hammer heat um, or the hammer fits or something and the gels um, because what, what, what flavor mo- most importantly what flavor oh i like mostly all okay <laughs> i yeah yeah lime or uh, mandarin or orange i like really all yeah and then when it's a hot and fast race, I don't eat that much uh, real food. I had, but you don't know that in the States, I had Bibberley, or you know that? No. Bibberley? No. That's a, in, uh, a Swiss brand, and that's so really, really tiny. Uh, yeah, it's not. It's like a cookie, but it's not a cookie. I, I think I think I know what you're talking about. I've I've seen those. Um, I just wasn't if you sure the name. if you meet you next time, I will give you one. It's so good. Deal. It's really yeah. It's really so good. And I I'll buy ate beer. At Western, yeah, yeah. And I ate this as Western stain at the beginning and at the end and at UTMB maybe the whole time. Awesome. It's a lot of calories. Yeah. I mean, because I I feel like you're you can go deep here. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a risk. I wanna end on a deeper level. And okay. and that is so last question here is just 
what do you want to share with people, whether it's inspiring or not, about the beauty of nature and getting out there um, and, and doing it daily, of course, and, and seeing those sunrises. But what do you want to share to inspire other people to hopefully help them jump out of bed and get excited like you have motivated yourself? Um. Yeah, I believe you said that it's really, uh, I want to inspiration other people only with this, uh, go out, try something new, even it's a short walk up to the small hill near in your neighborhood or whatever, try to try to go uh, with with your feeling and uh, uh, don't just be uh, in the middle of life and stay and stay like a stubborn like um, what his name um, what do you do you mean what do you know what I mean um, I'm still caught up on just running to explore. And like try, yeah. trying something new is such yes, yes, like it's explore. so basic, but we forget. Like we get into our routines, yes. And before exactly. we know it, you know, it's gonna be ten years later. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Break your routines. Try to break your routines once a week or once a day or whatever. It's so good for personal and mental healthness. Uh, we need that. We we live in a world that's so busy, so crazy. We need that. We go just some short sections, so short moments in a week or in a day. It's 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 one of the best for mental healthness. Beautiful way to end it. I really appreciate all your time. Where can we follow you on social media so we can hopefully see a picture or two of those uh, mountain sunrises and sunset? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, sure. I'm on Instagram. Uh, I believe you found me with my name, Lucia Bühler, but uh, I, my Insta name is Lutz, L-U-Z, because that's my nickname, um, uh, dot S dot uh, y, y, I believe. I'll put it in the show notes, yeah. Yeah, that's good, <laughs> because that means Lutz sincere. So my, my real name, I was born with Lucia, but every friend... Uh, uh, give me the name as Lutz. So awesome. that's well, that's why. I really appreciate appreciate all your time. Um, I felt like I think I might have got more out of this conversation than anyone. Like <laughs> this was just really pleasant, and I um yeah, just happy and excited for you. So congrats on just an awesome UTMB follow up. And, and top five at both is just unbelievable. So please stay in touch, especially if uh, you, you start heading over to Colorado for Hard Rock. But thank you yeah, so much sure. for, for all your time. Thank you for uh, being my uh, host now. And uh, it was really nice to talk with you. And I hope we see us maybe next year or another year at Hard Rock. And I will bring some Bibbly. Awesome. Yeah, I, yeah. My, my wife and I are coming over to Chamonix, hopefully. Yeah. They, uh, you are there? They they're can, they canceled our flight like last week, so we still got to figure that out. But yeah, um, we're we're staying in, in downtown Chamonix for DTMB. Oh, that's good. Then yeah. I will bring this, this August. You, I will bring you some Beverly. Deal. 
you, yeah, I, you have to try them. They're they, awesome. They have those nice little uh, restaurants down by the river. We'll, we'll definitely uh, have to meet up. So, Perfect. Sounds great. Take care. <laughs> yeah, thanks. You too. And that was episode 207. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I mean, I don't think Luzia's been interviewed very much, so I'm kind of honored to be able to share some of her story and and just really appreciate her time. I know she's super busy. So thank you to Patreon supporters. If you're not already a Patreon supporter, check that out for as little as a dollar per month. Thank you to podcast supporters, Exoskin, Tanry Outdoors, and the John Wayne Cancer Foundation, their Grit series. Most importantly, don't forget to enjoy your training. Have a great week. I don't know where